Welcome back to the question and answer session with Zero State and Gallagher 07. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, if you miss our, our little talk on gameplay and events in Star Citizen now, uh, there'll be a link right above Zero State if you're watching this on YouTube. Click that link, go back, watch it, and then come back and join us here. Uh, make sure you can join us live uh, on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, where we take questions and uh, every every week is a new cast coming and talking to different things. So love to see you come there at twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub. As always, check out Zero State, twitch.tv slash Zero State and Gallagher 07, which is uh, twitch.tv slash Gallagher 07 or 07. Uh, check them out <laughs> on their content. With that all being said, let's tackle these first questions. The first question comes from Gin and Tonic, who asks, anyone on the panel know of any current issue slash meta slash exploit with missiles? I've seen four healthy ships today get one-shotted by missile hits. I had that happen with me before we, before we went live. I was doing a Zero to Hero, and my, my Mustang took two, two missiles and immediately just, just got ripped in half by, uh, uh, by it with full shields after that. So... Have you seen that at all? So desync. It's very uh it's very tough to say what it might have been because every situation is different. Um so there's a bug in Star Citizen where sometimes you jump to a place and there's a ship there, but you can't target it unless you power off your ship and then back on, or if you jump away and come back. Um it's possible uh that there was an eclipse or some kind of ship sending you know a big missile. Uh, you know, gladiator, whatever, at a ship, at these ships, that this ship was not able to be targeted because of that desync? Possible. Mm -hmm. uh, not real likely, but possible. The other one is more common, and uh, you can, the, the Scimitar Size 5 missile has a 50 meter lock range, mm -hmm. or 50 or 100, I think it's 50, um, minimum lock range, which is basically nothing. And it, because, because it's on the ballista uh, by default, so they, the lock ranges aren't vehicle specific, which they should be. Uh, they're missile specific. And so if you take a, a scimitar size five, which you can buy in the verse uh, or take it off of a ballista, and you can put that on a ship that has the capability for a size five rack, like the Ares Inferno or Ares Ion, whatever, um, or Gladiator or Harbinger. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so you can basically fire this missile from point blank range and get a lock from like 200 meters away. And this <laughs> missile goes. Pfft, boom you know and it's a size five so it does a bunch of damage right it's crazy uh it's a crazy it's not really a bug it's more of a kind of a design flaw with the missile oversight. minimum lock range system yeah it's an oversight um and it's kind of like how people used to take the rocket pods off of the mustang delta and mm -hmm. put them on gladiuses and stuff same concept uh so it's just something that cig has to figure out the ins and outs maybe change the way that minimum lock ranges are calculated i'm sure it's planned for the future but yeah, yeah. I, I know how CIG will fix it. It'll just make it so you can't buy it and uh, it's, it's stuck only to the uh, to, to, to the ballista. That's how CIG fixes their problems. They just lock it down. They prevent the problem from even existing. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I'd love rocket pods to come back. Well. I'd love rocket pods to come back if rocket pods were A, visible, B, didn't do dumb explosive damage that killed components, uh, and C... No, those are the only two things. Uh, maybe had a reliable pip. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think... Um, Good, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think it's something that we'll probably realistically see until desync is fixed. Yeah. If that or will ever be improved. a thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, because at the moment, like, although it could have been one of those things, it can also be sh- uh, the way that desync works right now, where if you're going too fast, your shield shield will lag behind you, and you'll just get right. you'll take face damage. Yeah. Um. I I roll in my Connie, and I'll be going like a hundred meters a second. Like I'll be snail's pace, and I'll I'll take hull damage uh, through shield holes and desync. And, but and, wait, um, gal, I thought SDF shields were supposed to completely remove <laughs> shield holes. <laughs> you thought <laughs> it's like there yeah, aren't no. any sh- there aren't any shield holes in the shields. The shields are just behind your ship. Yeah. Yeah. There's no <laughs> shield holes at all. So it's a feature. Um. So, uh, all right. Next question comes from Shimpasta, who asks, "How has the increased player cap affected your gameplay?" Start with you on this one, Gal. How has the increased player cap affected your gameplay? Um, it's affected it, I guess, positively and negatively. Having more people in the verse makes you feel a little bit more alive. A lot of the time now, there's there's rarely a time where you'll go to a main space station and not see people. Um, in Whereas before, it'd just, just be empty. Um, you'd see NPCs, chairs. Um, but uh, yeah, now it, it feels a little bit more lively. Um, you get to interact with more people. The way it's negatively affected me is that there are a lot more um, lawful players than there are um, red players. So mm-hmm. doing bounty hunting, a lot of the time those bounties dry up quite quickly. Um yeah, it's it's weird how it's worked that way. It'll be 50-50. Like, sometimes you'll get a, a server where there'll just be a million bounty hunters and no criminals. But then sometimes you get on a server and it'll just be, like, six honeypots. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know what honeypot is, that's where you have one dude with a crime stat. You go and, like, oh, I'm going to go get this bounty that's in a bunker. And then there's, like, dudes with ballistas and, like, seven other ships that just come and absolutely roll you. Um. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's kind of 50-50. It's, I think it's overall a good thing um and the way it was explained to me is think about star citizens using some of the best servers that you can get um going from 50 to 100 people you halve in the number of servers which is less money of backers used to prop up servers for a game that's not finished yet so yeah i think it's overall a positive mm-hmm. zero um how has the increased player cap changed your gameplay I would echo what Gal said a decent amount. Uh, you definitely have a lot more player interaction. Um, I'm I'm one of those people who I was I was happy with 75 player servers. I was like, that's a good increase. I feel like that's a good mm-hmm. middle ground. And a hundred, I felt like didn't run so good uh, in some ways. FPS desync was a big one for me, oh, yeah. uh, where I could see genuine changes, uh, problems with you know more of those bugs that are desync uh, dependent. Like maybe your ship outfitting where you like you choose a ship thing and it like pops out in front of you on the floor. Oh, great. There's my power plant. Awesome. You know, um, things like that, I would kind of see as like they weren't dependent on that, but they definitely increased in the, the how often they happen because of the higher player, more player connections, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the weird thing was we noticed where if you put more players in one spot, like we had a big 50, 50, 50 battle with Burks. And the server ran great because everybody was in one spot and nothing in the system was loaded in mm-hmm. because the system didn't have to do anything if it didn't have to render it for any player because every player was in one spot. So like by Genie Point was just not being tracked by the server and Port Tressler not being tracked by the server because we were at Everest Harbor or whatever. Um, 
And uh, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's overall a very good thing from a bounty hunting perspective. I do see more bounties. I find myself server hopping less, uh, which is cool. Um, but and Gal said too, like there t tends to be more people after them. Um, but I would say that's a skill issue, Gal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm crap. Get so. good. Get good. <laughs> um, I don't hide that. And fact. <laughs> another one that I see is the mission system isn't really ready for a hundred plus player servers. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you guys probably echo this in the chat. There's a lot of times where you'll take a mission, you'll go down to a bunker, you'll land your ship, and while you're in the bunker, a, some enemy ships will spawn above and kill your ship. And that's because another player had a ship bounty, bounty mission, mission yeah. and it spawned above you, they killed your ship, well, now you're stranded because that player doesn't even know that you exist because he didn't know, you know, there was no way for him to know what he was doing. And the mission system just doesn't have the robustness mm -hmm to understand like, okay, there's a player in this bunker at a mission. It would be unfair of me to spawn a mission directly above his head that will surely kill his ship. So I'm not going to do that. You know, the mission system doesn't take that into account yet. Um, and so I think it may have been a little bit premature to go to that many players with a mission system that often can't handle it. Um, mm. But mean, that being said, there's a lot of- a mission recently? No. no. I've, I've, I've taken luck. player bounties at Reclaimer missions. <laughs> There's only one ghost hollow. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. Someone always at it. But yeah, so uh, that's um, that's probably the the biggest changes I see. Some positives, some negatives. Mostly positive, I would say though. Um, in my experience, it's just it's better most of the time, just because you, you more people is more interactions, and more interactions is more interesting, and more more interesting is a better game. Um, it's always fun to get a bunch of people together because you can get a group of. You know, before you get you get 50 people, that's a server. You get like 25 people, that's half a server. And it's like, okay, that's this is a lot of work. But now you can get a group of 25 people and jump into a server or you say, oh, I've got 10 people and like 15 people need to jump into server. And instead of it being like, oh, the server is full all the time. It's like, no, no, it's got 20, 30 um, slots still open. You just hop out right in, you know. That's true. So, that's another big benefit too. Joining on friends has been, has never been easier than it is now. So, yeah. I mean, when it's working, yeah. <laughs> when the back end isn't derped yeah, yeah. out and it doesn't even give yeah, you a friends true. list. But, Very true. Yeah. I will say with the server player increase, it's not even like Zero was saying, you know, it's something that could have, like it's, it's one of the only changes they made at the time and it had a huge effect. Uh, at first I was like, oh, hell nah, bring it back to 50. Um, mm. Because the desync and stuff is just, it's really bad. Like it's made me stop playing because I don't have, I want to do FPS behind It's what I want to do. and. You know, and I'm not, you know, crying. I'm crying a little bit about it, but, but, um, you know, it is what it's it is. Uh, it's, it's made decent worse and, but it's, it's given a lot of other benefits. So, I mean, we didn't see the, we saw a little bit of it, but we didn't see a lot of the shields lagging behind ships, um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, nice. All right. Next question comes from Shimpasta, who asks, do you feel CIG will manually manipulate Quanta? Hi, Aurelia. Um, yeah, Aurelia rated us in, in there, so she's, she's here. Uh, uh, thank, thank you for that raid, by the way. Uh, almost certainly they will manipulate Quanta. Uh, that's, that's the point. It's there to make interesting gameplay. You know? um, and almost certainly they'll use the event system to manipulate it as well. Like, an asteroid is about to smash into this planet. Get everyone out or destroy the asteroid. You know, get your Armageddon fantasies going on. But yeah, 
that's going it's, to change what's going to happen. That's going to go to that system, you know, and they'll, they'll do that because they want to get more people to go to that system. So it's, it's a good thing. I mean, like it seems to me that Quant is a tool that's supposed to be able to aid developers in creating um, content. As they said, uh, if you guys have watched, basically they're like, you know, um, something will be low on supplies. People will start trading their heaps. Pirates will come. That'll reach demand for security. Then you'll have a skill system. That's, and then it goes in that kind of thing, and then there's low demand, and then people stop trading there, and then that's mm. the cycle. But obviously, they will manipulate it because uh, it's it's only a tool to kind of um, help along things that are already happening. It's it's just yeah, it's an assistance yeah. so that they don't have to micromanage everything because that was just insanely time consuming. Yeah, um, I think I agree. I mean, at some point, there's going there's going to be something where. Tony Z looks over at this Quanta and he's like, oh, there's uh, Quanta NPCs, um, you know, starting a war because they're all starving or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like something is just not right with, you know, how the Quanta, because it, it always happens. Anytime you have an yeah. AI style thing, that's like, it can't work all the time. I mean, Frontier has had this issue in Elite Dangerous. Um, the NPCs actually do start wars all on their own. There's, there's populated systems where no players go. And they have factions in them, and those factions go to war, and they do think the NPCs are doing things in Elite Dangerous. Um, and there are times where, uh, like, certain things arise in a system where you look at that system, and you're like, that should never have happened in our game. Like, it's going to happen at some point. So at some point, mm -hmm. CIG is going to have to be like, oh, we're just going to smooth that one out, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. You know, so they're, they're going to have to have some tools to control when they need to. You yeah, know? and we're going to have to be okay with that. You know. But it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to have to have an entire UEE system be overthrown by a pirate org by accident. Because <laughs> yeah, they didn't true. spawn enough. They didn't spawn enough security to that area. Yeah. They killed all the security. So I mean, in Elite Dangerous, there was once a independent faction that almost took over the Soul System, Earth System. Uh, it, it was just nobody was just watching it. So they just yeah. they went to war. The independent AI won the first couple of days of the conflict and the federation which owns the soul system in uh or controls the soul system all the time and are supposed to have like an iron it's the soul system right like yeah. iron grip and they almost lost until players noticed it on the third day and started fighting for the federation side and and, and won oh, it but it was like that should just crazy. never have happened you know yeah. uh, cool by there. itself yeah but yeah, you know with star citizen like that that will be a lore moment where they can be like okay now we got to explain why this thing happened and yeah. you know, why players were involved and quantum in it, will and tell then, them why it happened yeah because they can take a look at the the the, the tracking <laughs> and that stuff so true true well this one ai guy figured uh, this one ai was bugged so that he was able to fit nine million scu of laranite <laughs> onto his whatever you know yeah and now the entire planet of art corp is coated in an extra thick layer of laranite so yes <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Some trader bomb's pathing didn't work and he rammed another caterpillar yeah. and started a war yeah now i think it'll be really cool this is a little off topic to meet an ai named whatever have an interaction with him and then like uh, two weeks go by oh, and then you see him again and he's like oh i remember you you know Jerry, I, there's no reason what are you doing? To, yeah absolutely could have that in the game where like an yeah. AI remembers a player signature that he remember, And if enough time passes, he'd be like, I think you're familiar, you know? And then after a while he forgets about you because it's been like two months, you know, I think that'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah. It would make it feel like the AI are players mm -hmm. in that way. I get attached to AI already. Like, have you ever been in a bunker and you see one security guard just start like, or they're all just going, 
And then one security yeah. guard's gone, brah, brah. I'm like, I'm going to protect this guy with my life. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing his job. I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only useful one. And then they'll kill him and I'll be like, you bastard. And like, yeah. ah! Or, 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 or you'll true. go. You're going to those bunkers where like you have to like take out the uh, the like you're assaulting the bunkers and it's civilians mm -hmm. or you have civilians yeah. in those bunkers and you see like yeah. you're like, I'm going to protect this civilian who's just cowering in a corner and seeing like Xeno threat just or uh, Ninetales just like wipe them out. And you're like, no, you know? yep. or beating the shit out of the Grim Hex store guy. Yeah, that guy is going to have a bad quanta life. Right <laughs> everyone, everyone is going to rain every single day. <laughs> no, I was just zones are removed. He's going to have a bad day. That dude is going to have Groundhog's Day. He's going to die, wake up, repeat, die, yeah, wake, wake up, up repeat. There's going to be compilations of people finding creative ways to kill him. <laughs> a million Actually, ways to die in Grim Hex. Getting uh, attached to NPCs reminds me of a story. I was after a player bounty. Uh, this is a couple of months ago and there was this NPC mantis that showed up and interdicted us all, you know, uh, <laughs> quantum snared us. Um, and his name was Greg with two G's and I'll never forget him. Greg, the Greg, the NPC mantis pilot is the reason we got that bounty. Cause the guy was trying to jump away and he was in like yeah. a constellation. Still alive? I can, let's hope so. I don't know. Let's hope so. He's somewhere. Yeah. Since he's last seen was alive. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he retired and now he's living a life out on a hydro farm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Steve B. Dancer, who asks, what would each of you like to see happen um, for or to pirate players? I'd like them to be <laughs> able to pirate NPCs better. More interesting yeah. pirating of NPCs. I want to yep. see pirate orgs pull NPC caterpillars out of quanta, disable them, board them, pull them apart, rip, pull out cargo, put them back in their cargo and leave. Because if you can get a nice gameplay NPC, you know, PVE experience with pirating, then you'll have players do that for money rather than having to just interact with other players. Yep. You'll still have those, those other things, but that, that will help alleviate some of the issues that people have where it's like, I have to sit here and wait for hours for a ship to show yeah. up that may never show up, yep. you know? So that's uh, why a lot of, oh, you go. I was going to talk about Elite Dangerous again. <laughs> you go, you go. Uh, Mine will be long-winded as always. <laughs> Elite Dangerous has a piracy problem. Piracy is mm -hmm. not profitable. And yeah. it, it, there's no way to really make it profitable. You would do it for the role play, and then you get peanuts on the back end if you can get your stuff to a place where you can sell. Um, you have to deal with too many problems and uh, combat logging and blah, 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 blah to get a, this mm -hmm. tiny little profit. It's really frustrating. This huge pirate organization called The Code was in Elite Dangerous. Huge presence. They pirated people all the time. They made almost nothing. Uh, and then they eventually quit playing Elite Dangerous because it just just wasn't for them anymore, you know? Um, and what happened is oh, a lot of the you. players who used to be pirates turned into what a lot of people would call griefers, but player killers. Rulers. They're just murderers. Because uh, instead of pirating people, which there's no reason to pirate somebody because you can't make any money, they just kill them, you know? It's just open fire. So Star Citizen needs to take a lesson from that, and this is from somebody who PvPs all the time. Um... Star Citizen needs to take a lesson from Elite Dangerous. It's failure on that and make piracy profitable, risky, but profitable and make, give us the ability to, to pirate NPCs profitably. Absolutely. Because players want that piracy gameplay. And if they can't get the piracy gameplay, they want PVP gameplay somehow. So they're mm -hmm. just going to kill players, you know, and it already happens. So, right. Mm -hmm. yep. Look at Jumptown. Who like when we I, first did Jumptown, we were sneaking aboard people's ships, stealing them. Don't see it anymore. Now just people killing each other. It's like, yeah, just well. go nuts. Uh, 
Yeah, what would you like to see for or two pirates? You're probably the most piratey of the pirate of the people here um, in terms of your um, gameplay style. I would echo a lot of the things Zero saying. Um, I mean, like, even if you look at pirating now, um, you don't want to be like the guy that tried to pirate Zero. Zero will probably <laughs> remember him instantly. He says, "Hey, give me a million dollars or oh, a million ram credits you. or I ram you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes. When it's the back of the hangar, it's the funniest it's clip the ever. Funniest clip I've ever um, seen. <laughs> For Star Citizen, like that guy. I think. Um, I think a lot of good things will come for pirating. Um, upon salvage, uh, having NPCs to pirate would be amazing. But for now, we have no way to shut down people's ships. Uh, mm -hmm. really, like it, we used, to, we can do it. Like. For the amount of effort that it takes, you get peanuts. Look at Mongrel Squad, right? They're probably one of the ones that are the real role players that kind of do it constantly. And they have to chain four MP EMPs together. Like, realistically, if you're looking at pirates in history, they're like in a stolen galleon or something. Not even a galleon. Like, they're in a stolen, a smaller ship, um, sh like, with superior skill, shutting another ship down. It should be hard. Um but ships are going to blow up less in the future and they're going to shut off more often. That's just the, what we're going to have. Um, but for now, it's just like, Hey, uh, you, you scan now what people normally do is you either go out randomly looking for people, which is just like, uh, you know, you're looking for a needle in a haystack at that point. Yeah. Then what people normally do is they scan the ship. They're like, Hey, this cargo is worth this much. You'll probably make this much margin. Let us take 60% of that or you lose all of it. That's kind of like, generally the way it goes the way that smarter pirate orgs and a lot of people that don't stream because there's a lot of stream snipers in star citizen because mm -hmm. it's very easy the way we normally do it offline is it's the old espionage infiltrate a big org wait till they go on a big mining sesh wait till they're about to transport all of the cargo and then that's when you hit them and you do it like as an inside job with an inside man that's really the only way to do it right now and it's even then you're getting peanuts it's um you know Salvage, I think, will um, bring a lot of that to fruition. But yeah, yeah. salvage physicalized yeah, cargo will help for sure. Um, and being so able to do some AI, things coming, such a good idea, dude. Yeah, some things coming down the pipe that'll really help out. I mean, yeah. and the reality too is like people are always like, well, pirates don't kill, you know, their targets or whatever. It's like, yeah, they do. Pirates have always killed their targets. Yeah, yeah pirates yeah. would climb on a ship, and if everybody surrendered, they would kill everybody that they didn't care about, and then they would take other people as. Uh, you know, like either slavery, like, you know, they would yeah. do all sorts of things. Pirates were, were just, they were murders. They were marauders. They were raiders, you know, and the yes. pirates have never in history been somebody who's been like, well, you gave me some of your cargo, so I'm going to let you go. And yeah. when there's no repercussion, they're going to yeah, they're gonna put a bullet yeah. in their head. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah. have you guys seen black sales, the T the TV series? Yeah. yeah oh seen. man. And you and there's Black Sails basically, if you guys haven't seen it, it's pirates uh like um high seas pirates Caribbean. It's it's a awesome show. Would definitely suggest it. Um, but there's a there's a part in it where it's like um they have a reputation with these merchants where if the merchants surrender, they let them mm -hmm. go and it builds up rapport, right? Um and that's the only way pirating could work. It ha there has to be trust there. Because mm -hmm. otherwise people would be like, No, I'd rather die. And that's what you see a lot uh nowadays people are just like no f you i'm a, i'd rather die than give you my cargo whereas if people are like reasonable 
they build up that rapport and people are more likely to interact with them unlike being give me a million credits or i ram you yeah um and, and we saw that we there's you know in australian servers um when it was 50 and probably about a year a year and a half ago we'd see the same people every day and they'd be like oh shit this again you got me all right here's 50k and they still make a profit mm-hmm. um but we get a little bit and you know that's but just the way it goes i think in a lot black of that sales you're yeah, good just there, there was a pirate crew that were kind of new to the the area and they were like oh we brought in all of this cargo um you know to sell to the new world and there was just blood all over the barrels and it seemed like the lady who was running the island was ripping them off and she was like no we have to rebarrel all this shit because if the new world finds out that because you have to you have to end up um selling that stuff legally yeah you have to uh, launder was, it uh yeah i was gonna say um sca- uh, like uh, fence it there's so much into it yeah yeah, I, I was gonna say there's a lot of aspects of Star Citizen which are going to be added to help with some of those things like reputation, where if you decide to go absolute bloodthirsty, you're going to be very loud. And so more people yep. will want to want to take you down because now you're, yep. you have a higher bounty and that kind of stuff. And so the the smart pirates will be people who make just enough money, but not too much and not get too greedy and too, yeah. too wild. And yeah, and um, you'll need alliances with trade groups like we there's a literally I mean, like, even as we were talking about player counts before and, and mm. the amount of people playing Star Citizen, um, there's way more players than you'd even realize. Like, Twitch is such a small community in terms of mm-hmm. Star Citizen. Um, like, we're talking about, like, orgs that have 200 people on per day um, mm. that we're, we bleed dry, like, <laughs> like raiding them and stuff, or what used to. Um, I forget where I was going with it. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Uh, I said that like over time, there, there's the, there, like there will be consequences, and there'll be gameplay aspects that will have right. those consequences to give you that meaningful. Do I go absolutely yeah. ape and just murder everyone on board, or do and if I you do that, you're never going to be able to trade with anyone. No one's going to yeah. trust you. Um, and there's a whole thing called pirate NATO, and there's trade groups that are legal trade groups that are like, hey, we'd be willing to take cargo off you, off of you for like obviously a lower price, and then trade it for you because you guys are going to be obviously criminals and wanted and. Kind of like in that scheme of things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, next question is for Zero State, who asks, it's uh, from Gin and Tonic, who asks, once dynamic server meshing is in, couldn't they do your closed group missions as instance? Once your group enters the mission, then you're on your own instance and you're not, but you're still in the verse. I suppose they could, but the topic of instancing always brings out a lot of, a hearty conversation <laughs> spirited discussion uh, right yeah. yes yes no name calling whatsoever um but, but uh yeah so it's possible sure uh it, you know it's just hard it's hard to call a game truly open world when there's a place that a group of people can go where nobody else can nobody for a period can, of time yeah. you know and yeah. I, it, so there's there's some argument to be had there um i think i like it better as a sim a Simpod module, I think, yeah. um, just for that reason. But uh, yeah, I mean, either way, could it work. becomes like a private server kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and allows for you people to kind of play it as their own because you, you, I, yeah, I with also... less desync, and you, you know, your event isn't causing issues for the main server because you're on your own little, you know, mm-hmm. private area, and it it runs better, it plays better. You get the premier yeah. experience, you know, just like when you go into Arena Commander versus shooting people in the universe, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I was also, I was I was gonna say as well because I watch a lot of like Arma videos and uh, those sorts of things, and they always run these operations, which are all them all groups together doing that stuff. And there's a lot more of a an interesting banter with players versus NPCs than just players versus players because people will get together and do dumb things and in the middle of all those dumb things the ai is not that doesn't care that you're doing dumb things they'll come and attack you so it leads to some hilarious moments or some interesting yeah. moments and those sorts of things will actually help out cig because it'll help promote the game more to people who aren't used to that sort of thing or, or looking for those sorts of things so yeah you were saying i has been my main game for the last two months so. <laughs> yeah so you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh yeah you gonna say something else gal you had another um uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with zero. That's yeah. He said pretty much everything. Okay. Uh, Stevie Dancer asks, which ships, which ship systems would you want released the most and why? Working toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they're toilets. Um, uh, <laughs> fun fact. I think this still happens. The Reliant Tana while you're flying it, uh, with the wings uh, horizontal, which is most mm -hmm. of the time, I guess, um, your shower is always running and you can see the water like, outside <laughs> will, your ship. Uh, yeah, the shower <laughs> runs all the time in the uh, Tana. At least last I knew, oh, it's been a while since I've flown it, but yeah, if you guys want to go check it out, it, yeah, it runs all the time. <laughs> so you've been flying um, through space and you see this little like particle under your ship and like, what's going on there? And it's water, uh, the, yeah. the visual of the water, but oh, yeah. That's um, funny. I yeah. <laughs> Ship uh, systems. Uh, I can start. It's pretty easy for me. Uh, permissions. Permissions, multi-crew mm. permissions. Being able to say, I don't trust this person. So you don't have someone just randomly walking in and being like, herp to derp, I now control the ship because I'm here and I got here first. Oh, I trust you, know. you to go in cargo area and nowhere else. Yeah. Lockable and doors. Uh, like the MSR doors. had lockable doors for a long yeah. time. Uh, I, I don't know if it still does or not. They, they had, had some game-breaking stuff with the doors in the MSR. But yeah. Um, every ship, like the Cutlass Black, right? You have a cargo bay where you can't really do anything, and then there's that door that just opens up for no reason whatsoever. It would be cool to have a button on that that was like, now it doesn't open. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, that'd be great. Or it only, only opens for me or something, you know? Yeah, there's only one ship where you've been able to do that. The Reliant, baby! Because you can just put it in vertical mode and the door's closed, oh. and then this cretin yeah. that you're letting in your ship that you don't know if he's an asshole or not can't come and kill you <laughs> in the pilot seat. I've rescued so many people, and literally, like, I'd do Klesher runs all day. Like, I'd rescue randoms, didn't matter who it was, because people, I mean, it used to, the, the missions were bugged, and the only way was to mine, and mining was bugged at that point, hand mining was bugged. So you, you had to escape or wait your time. Um, and I'd just go breaking people out and I'd always use the Reliant because I'd just sit there with the door open and be like, all right, sit in the back and enjoy the ride. And then, and that was it. Like yeah. no risk of people coming and going Blah! Or, or punching you to knock you out yeah. out of the seat. You know, I think for me, I, I kind of echo what we've talked a lot about this uh, in our community too, that <clears throat> ships, ship permissions, like the ship permission systems and stuff is a big one. Um, we've talked about how, if somebody isn't in your party and they get on your ship, they have like a 30 second timer or whatever. That's like, you aren't uh, allowed to be here. This is trespassing. So in 30 seconds, you're going to get a crime stat one uh, mm -hmm. or the, the owner of the ship is going to get a chance to charge you with a crime stat one trespass. Um, things like that. Right. Um, and then you will be considered hostile or whatever. And that play, the owner of the ship will be able to, you know, castle doctrine or whatever and take you out without you getting to, you know, give them a crime. 
So stuff like that, just it's just stuff that makes sense, you know, uh, from a game perspective. Because in real life, like if I jump into the back of, you know, Gal's Isuzu truck, you know, and he doesn't know I'm there, like obviously it's, he can't like just, you know, blow me out of the sky. He's going to get in trouble for that. But, um, you know, in a video game, we have all these systems we can create like trespassing. These object containers can be used for all of these things. Um, so yeah, just a lot more depth with how ships deal with occupants would be a great one. Yeah. Okay. First disagreement. Oh, no. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. Um, get him out reason of Reason being, I don't know <laughs> if you guys know who Summit 1G is and if you've ever watched him yeah. play Sea of Thieves, but yeah. I hate the idea of a thing showing up saying, hey, this person has entered your ship when you enter them and they don't know you were there. I want to be yeah, able to tell if you're in Comoray range. Or outside yeah, but like, range, maybe? Do you really want comms to be able to track people with a god marker? Like, like in the future, people are potentially like, like look at Twitch. She's able to hide out on Arcorp. Mm. I, I think more robust security systems make it harder to break into someone's ship, but don't just give them a button to press to be like, oh, no. If that makes sense. Like, make locks, but make people have to break through them or sneak in, but make them able to sneak on. Because sneaking on ships and tucking on them is like, I, I've done oh, it. That's amazing. So amazing. many times. It's so fun. It's so I've, fun. And I've sometimes been... I'll, I'll just, you know, like you don't even kill them because you're like, I'm like, I don't want a crime stat. And yeah. I don't want to give this guy a crime set ever, but I know I scared the bejesus out of him when he, he turns around and his mouse goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I think, you know, there's no perfect solution to anything, but I think definitely more robust security stuff, like being able to lock doors and stuff like that. Like It's like, um you know, I can only hide in the landing gear area. It's risky, yeah. um but, you know, stuff like that. Or, or I some mean, sort of like look onboard at security scanning, like where you have you you have onboard security scanners and you can disable them before they. they, they oh they well, that's you. the other thing, right? We saw the um the FPS scanners in um yeah. in the two hour talk that everyone complained about. Dude, I, <laughs> everyone was like, "Don't watch it." They talk for too long, and I started watching it, and I was like, "I love this. This is so good." I think it's fine um, if you watch it. On its own as a two-hour standalone thing, but after as a you've part watched, of the thing, it's as like, you've watched yeah. three hours and you're I've still sitting there, it. it's like oh yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, that stuff, like making it more intuitive, like making like okay, you can use the FPS scanner, but there might be a backpack that can you can use that you have to sacrifice something else to be able to cloak from that stuff, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, um, stealth hacking, gameplay, hacking yeah. gameplay comes into mind a little bit too, where it's yes. like. Uh, yep. you know, normally if you're in Comrade, let's say you're in Comrade range, the Comrade's up, nobody took the Comrade down, you get on somebody's ship, they get a notification, right? That like, hey, there's somebody on your ship, yep. right? Like that just kind of makes sense. Um, especially because the bounty system in the future, the God marker is going to track the ship. It's not going to track the player in the ship. Yeah. Um, it's only going to track the connection of the player to that ship. So if the player leaves the ship, it'll say last seen here, even if the ship leaves. Um, and so that kind of makes more sense and it could play into that. So then it could be like, okay, well, I have a hacking ship, uh, you know, Terrapin, uh, whatever, right? Uh, the Liber, what's the new one? Um, oh, it's that boarding ship. It's oh, not the Liberator. Oh, uh, the Centurion. No, no, no. The, uh, Legionnaire. Like Legionnaire. 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 Thank you. Yeah, 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 Romans. So, yeah, um, and the Le like a Legionnaire hacks the ship systems to a point where it disables the defense protocols on that ship. So now that ship doesn't tell the owner who's in the ship anymore, you yeah. know, and then you can infiltrate the ship. So you can do it yeah. from range, a certain range, whatever, 
um, you know, then you have to create systems to like combat that or whatever. And I'm yeah, sure they yeah. can do that. But just just kind of interesting. Like hacking gameplay would be a really cool part of ship security and the anti-ship security to give people like Gal, for instance, the tools that him and his org use um, to get into ships, add gameplay, yep. add depth of gameplay, add. and still keep it challenging for both parties involved. Because yeah, just, just like adds, waiting yeah. for somebody to open their 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 hangar door and then sneak under their ship in is like it's just it's just like it's so cheesy but it's the only one of the only ways that you can get onto a ship you know yeah. uh well that's why i buy a 55s now it's the only like it's one of the few guns that you can can open doors with because it just shoots at 150 right. bullets at, at yeah. 1300 um rpm might i add something else that go to go with um how you said pressing them like you know give them a 30 second to be like oh this person is not to be on, supposed to be on my ship um you got to remember that people are always going to abuse systems in games. So if you add something where it can be like someone's not in your party, you can give them a crime stat level one for being on your ship. People are going to be like, oh, I'll medical rescue you, dude. Charge him with a crime stat. Someone pops him in the back of the head and they're in prison. Fun gameplay. So you have to really Yeah, but the rarity like that of well. that versus the oh, amount of time. Look at medical rescues. Been... Nah, man. Like, it's I don't it's know, not man. like that. I think I think using the this happens a lot, but using the um, using the outlier situation to inform the greater whole is not something that I think we should do too much. Um, I think it would be rare. Uh, I think it'd be more rare than it might happen a lot right away, but people would get wise to it. It might happen to you once, and then you'd get wise to it. Um, and then you have people yeah, medical missions could it, be. Right? Yeah, it could be like okay. If How you many have medical, medical missions do you see now? You see like none because so many people. I see them all them. the time. I see them really? all the time. Yeah, see them all the time. I need to yeah, stay on US servers more, I guess. Um, but yeah, reputation could help with that, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a a, a semi reputation system. Rep, like yeah, rep is actually yeah. A guy a guy does that a couple of times, and so obviously the medical guy is you know the guy who was being rescued uh, gives him a negative rating, so he's got like zero stars. So like the next time that he puts out a medical beacon, this guy tries to take the medical beacon. You know, or the, the next person is like, hey, this guy took your medical beacon. His rating is zero out of five. You know, he's <laughs> murdered a bunch of people. You know, like, okay, well, I'm going to cancel that medical beacon and just do, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, also on the point of medical beacons, can we make it like you get one guy, you don't get to cancel it. <laughs> like someone accepts your medical beacon from 51 uh, million kilometers away because you were talking <laughs> shit in chat. And... uh <laughs> Yeah. I would do and that to the, you. I would do like, that to you, gal. Honestly, it's never happened to me. I've seen people say like horrible shit in global chat, and I've done it. I've taken their beacon, and I'm being like, "Not, not coming for you." Log. Yeah. You know, you're in a bunker. You're gonna end up in prison. Unlucky, mate. Um, because they're saying like racist stuff in chat, and I'm yeah. just like, "No, you don't get medical rescued. Sorry, buddy." Social um, punishment. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and although you know that's a rare occasion, but a lot of the yeah. time people will just take it and forget about it. Oh, mission! I'll accept it, and they're like new to the game. They can't even yeah. get to Microtech, and they're in Crusader. Like, you know. yeah. Right, let's move on to the next next question. Um, Velocity Raptor asks: Without commenting or without committing new teams to new projects and using only the resources available in game now, what kind of event would you make or host to add something new to the verse? um my favorite one that's the that could be done right now is uh an asteroid a giant asteroid that comes in you just say that it's 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 in this area you have to go to it and it's like a gold gold rush thing where like comets yeah comets yeah like a comet sure. comet you just you have 
tons of resources on it and you can strip it. You have like this many hours to strip it bare before it leaves the system. So it's just jump to this point and then, you know, mine it, mine it, mine it. And then it just disappears after a while. You, can, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be realistic in terms of moving. That's emerging gameplay too. Cause you know pirates it's going to come to pirate security yeah. will come to defend it. Yep. Amazing. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you basically described original jump town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, the point. All you, like, like literally, all you have to do is put a golden carrot on a stick, and the stars of the community will do the rest. Yeah. Like you don't have to create this big dynamic event called Jump Town 2.0. I mean, I know they did it for a lot of reasons, but all you have to do is give us something that we all want, or that a mm -hmm. lot of people want, and people will go there and fight over it. Like that's. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not it's not it's, it doesn't have to be that complicated, you know? Yeah. What about you, uh, Gal? What would you pitch right uh, now if 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 you had chance with with what they have right now, that kind of stuff? I it, it's hard, like because I don't know like what teams they have, like you know what I mean. Like I follow development a bit, but I'm not like yeah, you know. I I I'm no space to tomato, you know. Um, <laughs> Think or, about or what gamer. you you see in game now. If you could take the same I, thing in game now and turn it into an event, to an event, um. This is like, I don't know, I can't really think of anything that you guys haven't said. Like, if just something like seeing something like an event where, uh, I don't know, like uh, literally my brain just goes back to Jump Town, but I also don't mm. want Jump Town to happen over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think events are a good part of the game, but they shouldn't become a core part of the game. Okay. Um, if it should be sense. the because game. Yeah. That's what it is right now. It's uh, you know, there's no if, incentive to actually do all the best toys. If all the best toys in the sandbox are here and here and here, it's not a sandbox as much as it is the toys in the sandbox. So you yes. want the focus to be the sandbox so we can build what we want with the sand rather That's, than yeah. like the best toy is over here and we're fighting mm -hmm. over for a period of time until the you know, the adults take it away. Yep. You know, you don't want it's it to exactly why I want the cargo to be more expensive and more readily available and less margins is because even aside from trade offers um, and jump town and everything, it'll be something that's constant going everywhere and give people something to do everywhere. Um, and it's only a small part of that, but, you know, iterations of that. Um, yeah. Okay. That's zero. Yeah, that's you, what uh, are your thoughts if you had a, a chance? I'll be right back. Go ahead and give your sure. answers best again. Uh, I think um, we've talked a lot about conflict zones. So, and I, I borrow from Elite Dangerous a lot because it's a good game. And if you don't think Elite Dangerous is a good game in its own right, it, it may just not be for you. But it's genuinely, objectively, a good game. You can't. I mean, you can't make a good argument to say it's not a, an interesting game. Anyway, um, they have this thing called conflict zones, where two factions uh, will be at war, and it'll spawn these random conflict zones at different places in that system. And you can join those conflict zones and win them. Um, and, uh, you can fight for, you go into the conflict zone and then you choose a faction and then immediately all the pips on your radar, half of them become blue and half of them become red and it's time to fight. And the red ones start shooting you because they see that you've joined the other side. So then you can actually clear them out and win the conflict zone and get paid like a hundred thousand credits or something. And you get paid for those, uh, combat bonds as you play. So let's say that like Art Corp, uh, maybe not in Stanton, but as an example, uh, Art Corp, uh, Blackjack Security has beef with Hurston security. And so at her L2, 
you know, blackjack security said, hey, F you guys and brought in a big group of people. And there's these conflict zones. You jump in and there's like 20 ships flying around fighting each other. And one way or another, right, you choose a side. I don't know what it would be, a mission or uh, who knows. Um, choose a side, fight for that side, try to beat off, like try to beat the other side away. Um, and uh, I think that'd be really cool events that could just be kind of happening yeah. in the verse that I think the combat players would love. Because how many times, like, could... you'd have 10, you'd have 10 PVPers, you know, or like 20 PVPers on a server, and they, they go to this conflict zone, you know, kind of like the comment idea that Paul had, but this is like a combat version of that. Um, and then the, you know, another 10 of them join the other side. Well, now you got PV, PVE happening with this like little event uh, and also PVP happening with this little event. I think that'd yep. be interesting. And I mean, like you could do that on the criminal side, say like nine tails are like, Hey, there's some crazy trades going on and we want to do a take, go to the other side of the galaxy and cause in chaos. Yeah. Um, for as long as possible and you get paid for the amount of time and you have a limited time and then people come and try to stop that chaos and th exactly the same thing as zero said but like on a criminal side you, there's that could be amazing and done in so many different ways that wouldn't be hard to like really change yeah. just like throwing different ai at it kind of thing all right uh next question comes from velociraptor who asks gonna make any fleet changes during iae I'm going to see what not, the new ships are, but yeah, planning not on planning on it. But yeah. if there's a cheap CCU for five or 10 bucks, maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend too much money, but any ships I, um, I have three ships that from the beginning of the game, I was like, these are the three ships I want for end game. And it was the, my heart seeker, mm -hmm. um, the Corsair and the Endeavor. I've got the heart seeker and I've got the Endeavor and I don't have, the Corsair. the Corsair, but I also obviously want to see what the Corsair is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't, I can't see myself spending any money. If it would be anything, I'd melt stuff. Like, I mean, I just melted Harold that I was gifted unwillingly. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, and got an Andromeda. Um, I still wear the orange paint in honor of Anna, but uh, I'll never fly that thing again. Oh, damn, Harold. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, on top of that, on top of that, uh, monocle man 88 asks, are you satisfied with the end result of the Drake Corsair? I think so. Uh, I'll have to fly it. Cause if yeah. it flies, I mean, if it flies like a reclaimer, no, mm -hmm. if it flies like a constellation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the flight model is going to determine a lot of that. Obviously you look at the guns, you look at the shields, you look at the armor, you look at the carrying capacity, you look at the shape, the design, uh, and it's awesome, right? I love almost everything about it. Um, yep. But on it paper, has to, it, has to, in action. it has to be some kind of enjoyable to fly, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or it's just not going to be that fun for me. I, yeah, same as that. I, I mean, it looks like a Lambda shuttle, bro. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. But aside from that, yeah, it's like uh, there's ships that are really awesome that I never use. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I have a Starfare Alona for the Endeavor, and um, I used it for the first time. The, the last time I used it, uh, Detox was doing like a convoy thing. It was hilarious. Uh, they took like blisters and stuff with all crime sets and were a convoy going across Hurston, and they had an objective to go to and came back. And oh, I was yeah, just I like that. buzzing them with the Starfare. <laughs> And dying um mm. 
and the the last time I used it was at Jump Town for zero, actually dropping in and with a dragonfly, just literally solo sending it cruise control in and dropping out the back in the, with a dragonfly and sneaking in. That was yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't use the thing. Um, I mean, it's good like for refueling, but we don't really need that until pyro. But there's ships that are really good on paper and, and seem really awesome, and then it's just kind of like uh, I don't know if I'd really realistically use it over other ships, kind of thing. So we'll have to see. Uh, I have personally and intentionally not followed the development of it. I saw it in concept. I bought it in concept and I was like, this is my style. I like Drake's style and I like this. This is fine. So I have no idea if it's good or not. I will, I will find out if it's good or not when I, when I, that's fair enough. (laughs) But um, yeah, we got to go back. Are you telling me that you don't constantly get people asking you for fuel in Stanton? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Crazy. Oh no! I mean, all the time. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I'm always um out there, you know, refueling. Uh, They're basically a billionaire. Yeah. You know okay. what it is funny though? Apparently, you. I don't know if this still happens, but I guess while somebody is fueling, at at least at one point, you could change the price of the fuel mid fuel, <laughs> so they would accept the charges, don't and then you would that. you would change the prices, and then mid fuel, it would start charging them way content. more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it still works. I'm not sure if it still works, that. but it's oh it's worth God. it's worth testing. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Cupan, who asks, "What's your favorite favorite ship for daily driver in the verse?" We know Paul. Uh, Paul, we know yours is the Redeemer, Kappa. So this is a story <laughs> um, that's going to be interesting for those of you who haven't heard this. I hate the Redeemer. I hate it with fire <laughs> passion. I think I I think it's an ugly ship. I I have so many problems with it. And um, a lot of people know this. It got to CIG and uh, one fair assault decided that it would be a funny idea to suggest that CIG give me an unmeltable, un, uh, upgradable, un, <laughs> basically uh, redeemer. Yes. So I mean, CIG did, jealous, but CIG gave, did that to me. I have a LTI redeemer that is unmeltable, unupgradable, ungiftable i think they should have put like a hundred unmeltable ungiftable redeemer plushies on your account i hope they do in fact it'd be funny (laughs) no just redeemers because then you have to scroll past a to get (laughs) get them on there oh that'd be great and it has to be invincible so you have to use it because there's (laughs) it's like so good yeah (laughs) it has four size three shields but it moves (laughs) at a quarter the speed <laughs> so and and to, to top it all off, CIG um uh titled the, the gift Paul's favorite ship. So. <laughs> I hope it's oh, printed no in big letters way. And it's like a special skin. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, just enormous. It's um yeah, uh it, it never 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 believe that CIG doesn't have a sense of humor because apparently they, they do. do. Yes, they do. <laughs> um That's so funny. Oh my god! Uh, what but happens if someday somebody steals it from you in game? Well, I suppose LTI is I'm, I'm not reclaiming it. I'm never reclaiming it. I'm just gonna. I'm <laughs> you gonna can have it. it. It's just, just like crash, <laughs> crash it into the central business district building at Lorville one time, and then yeah. just never claim it again. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'll wait. I'll wait until like it's the last like life on my life for my character, and I'll and I'll I'll go full like take the redeemer in, crash it like crash land it into the, the pad, jump out with guns, and just try to overthrow the Hurston single handedly. Like it's just going out with you the blades. 
yeah. one of your faithful followers you see like coming over the horizon this broke ass redeemer hey we brought your <laughs> ship back we brought your ship back <laughs> Paul you forgot this and- <laughs> <laughs> but with the other question uh, Gal what is your uh, your daily driver your favorite ship that you use on a regular basis when you play the game um I came to love it again Oh, it, it, it's hard, right? Because what I use to what I prefer is different. Like, I use the Andromeda as my daily driver. That's my daily driver currently. But it, it, I, the Andromeda, the Constellation series as a, as a whole is my favorite daily driver right now. And I think it's the best one for new players as well. Buying it in-game. Like, obviously, don't just go and spend that much money uh, immediately unless you really love the ship. But mm-hmm. it's got more. it's got triple the HP of a Vanguard. Um, and it's not that slow. You can pretty much escape any unorganized group that doesn't have like quantum interdiction. Um, it's you can literally face tank turrets at a bunker um, and just go <laughs> with eighty four Bs with gimbals and destroy any bunker turret. Literally, bah bah bah. That's how long it takes to kill a turret with the eighty four Bs on the Connie. It's insane. Yeah, ballistics are um, nuts in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would normally. What I used to do is when I had more money in the game and I played more, um, I ran the Andromeda with people because it had more turrets, um, and I ran the Aquila solo because it actually has a top higher top speed but the same health, uh, and the the struts are nicer. So yeah, hmm. Aquila would be my answer uh, ideally. Okay, zero your daily driver. Well, I fly fighters a little bit more, but mm-hmm. uh, with the especially with the advent of. Pyro, I think the Banu Defender is going to be one of the best, not best, but one of the most useful ships. And I think it's one of the most useful ships in the game right now. Um, it's got two beds. It's got two pilot seat. I mean, two like seats for players to sit in. Uh, it's got internal storage space. Uh, it's got four size fours. It flies about like a saber. It has size two shields. I mean, it's got tons of quantum fuel. It's just one of those, and it has an insane atmospheric profile. Like you could just boost forever and I, you can go like, 800 900 meters a second on Daymar in the Banner Defender by boosting. So you can just get away from anybody. Um it's awesome for jump town. You can load drugs into it and stuff like it's just a really good ship and I say that objectively. Um mm. you know. Uh so that's if I had to choose a ship that you were like you have to fly one ship for the next week, it would probably be Banner Defender. Okay. Next question comes from Wahoo127 who asks question, given the state of planets and weather tech, how long do you think it'll be until CIG has an event centered around a massive weather catastrophe, like an extended mm. blizzard on Microtech, dust storm on Hurston, or hurricane in cru- on Crusader? Hurricane on Crusader? I'd just leave. Just whatever it's going to destroy, <laughs> just let it happen. Let it just let it happen. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's anytime soon, but I definitely think it's something that CIG wants to do. If CIG could make a massive planet-wide storm as an event, they'll do it because it's cool. And CIG at its core is rule of cool. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if, there's no reason why Microtech couldn't have a particularly bad storm where, yeah. uh, you know, some larger outpost on Microtech needs some supply or even New Babbage needs supplies to keep their stuff warm, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a messed up terraforming project. Yeah. There's no reason why it couldn't happen. So yeah. the, the question was, will it happen soon or? Yeah, how given the state of it, how long do you think it'll it'll be until they have those? Uh, okay, I mean, I'm I, happens, just my answer. Yeah, no, no, I don't see it soon. happening real soon. I no, they don't have the dynamic weather. I mean, there's storms and stuff. It's not that even kind of rain on our planets. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It, it just 
the, the weather system just isn't there yet, I don't think, to facilitate that. It would become a dynamic event, which we talked about before. We don't mm -hmm. want to put too many toy, like too many of the best toys in the sandbox that CIG can just be like, well, we're going to plop down a, you know, a weather related dynamic event here. We yeah. want those things to happen naturally, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it, want, so it, to build those natural systems for weather, I think is going to take a long time. Yeah. Anytime people talk about weather in Star Citizen, I take a trip down memory road before I uh, backed Star Citizen to 2016, Gamescom, um, the reveal of the that? sandworm. That you guys remember? The dark times before the Connie's Jedi. coming down and then <laughs> bad weather. Yeah. You can't land here. It's like, oh shit, you have to land on the mountain yeah. and it gives you a reason to get out of your ship. I want that. I want more reasons to get out of our ship. Not just mm -hmm. to go and kill stuff, but just like random stuff, but not tedious not tedious i hate having to go to a shop and i'm like hey i want to get this cool matching outfit and the shop's like oh we only have half yeah like, why would you sense. sell half an outfit uh, no retailer in their right mind would do that because they want to make money like yeah. i don't know yeah yeah um, um yeah. you know that's my rant <laughs> pretty you know. next next question uh Nair bear asks uh sounds like the uh, korea will become the pvp spot do you like this idea or is it better spread out? <laughs> zero. Let's I hear it. Zero. No. Let's, let's do it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna try to give a concise rundown <laughs> of why it's not a great idea. It'll well, be really. Answer. I'm gonna fun. keep you in the bathroom. I got plenty of time. It'll be. <laughs> it'll be really fun for a few weeks, and then the community will settle in and realize that the only place they can clear crime set is, is security post Korea, and they will either. Immediately backspace die, get killed by a station, go to prison because it's faster that way rather than wasting the time to get a hacking ship, go to SPK, get killed anybody. Anyway, it's going to make bounty hunting gameplay extremely boring, I think, overall, like more than it is now. Because right now, if I see a bounty on Art Corp, I get to think to myself, okay, is he going to try to go to Microtech, Herson, Crusader? What's he going to do here? What's his next play? And how can I outplay him? You know, uh, it happens all the time right now, and it will almost never happen when it'll happen, but very rarely when SPK is the only place to clear a crime set, because I'm going to go, okay, his, his choices are prison or security post Korea eventually. Those are his choices. And it's a 50, 50 shot instead of a, is he going to one of four places or somewhere else? The forced jump um, town. Yeah. Mm. So I think that it'll be really fun and it'll drive a lot of player interaction, uh, for a short period of time. And then it will wear very thin for everyday gameplay. I hope that what CIG is doing is building other security posts like it. And they're going to place them at like either Art Corp and Microtech or Art Corp, Microtech, Hurston or something. There will be more than yeah. one, at least, is what I hope. Yeah. But, so that's a, my take on it. But. There, there's a fine line you want to walk. You don't want to yeah. do only one place because then that becomes the center of uh, But you don't want to spread it out like they did with Jump Town. Like Jump Town was an example of it worked in one place. And it wasn't super, super, but, uh, but you didn't have to go to jump town. It didn't aspects of the game did not require you to go to jump town. Whereas Korea, you have to go there to, you know, like to hack your crime set away. That's the only way you can get rid of your crime set other than going to jail. So, uh, when jump town was done and they, they spread out the, like the new, the new labs all over the Sanctum system, it kind of just decreased over time. Uh, just the, yeah. the interest of it. So, I think it'd be cool if there was a jump town event where all three of them were open at the same yeah. time. Yeah. 120 player servers, all three jump town locations are open. And if a big org wants, they can try to lock down all three and make mega money. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be cool. But 
the with like security posts, you need to have more than one option because then it becomes a, a, a gamble. Like, where do I go as a bounty hunter? Do I need to go to this one, this one or this one? It, you know, there needs to be some options. Uh, though I do think that one, one of the things they are doing well is they are trying to make it so that I think crime stat one and two are just fines. So, you know, yes, you, you could pay them which, off, which will make it a lot easier for the people who just like I accidentally bumped into the station. Now the station's yeah. trying to murder me. <laughs> well, then they're going to change. They're going to change the. Well, you're still going to get hostility. So, yes. like, if you bump into somebody, your, your ship goes red, the station's still going to try to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but, if, but if, it, that will go away, you know, over a period of, like, 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah, but, um, but, but now even yeah. if you have a crime set one or crime set two, they won't shoot at you. You'll just, yep. um, you'll, you'll just be able to get into the station, land, and then pay your fines, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think uh, Elite Dangerous has something like that, where if you have fines, uh, you mm. go to a station and you, you have a fine in that area and they'll you'll get landing and they'll say something to you like hey you got some unresolved fines in this system you better pay those off or you're going to get in trouble you know and if you let those fines go long enough and somebody does like a certain scan on you it turns into now it's a, a bounty of you know however many credits yeah. but yeah it's um i mean as an example for crimes that you can commit um destruction of someone else's ship is a cs2 so pretty much um if you're not doing homicide if you're not doing assault uh on the security personnel, you're not getting a crime stat. So for now it is, but I've heard they're going to change the de de definitions of what give you different levels. So yeah. okay. I would just say oh, be ready for that. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what it's all going to be, but yeah. Uh, it's going to be... Good. Uh, I mean, like, just a small story. Like, when I'd normally do bounty hunting, to, to make it f more fun, when desync was better, because I could pretty much confidently beat out most people in FPS, um... I would literally, because we have the god marker, I'd go in and tell them to put their hands up and surrender. And if they surrendered, we'd help them clear their crime stat and hang out with them until it's done. Um, and if not, then we'd kill them, obviously. We'd get a cool firefight. But everyone that I talked to, I used to ask people, like, hey, what do you think about the changes for, like, um, for Korea, how it's going to be guarded and all that shit? And they were just like, nah, stuff that. I'm backspacing when that happens. Mm -hmm. Majority of people. Um, it just, you, it's going to remove gameplay. People yeah, just won't yep. do it. Short term, it'll add a bunch of fun gameplay for like Very a month. Uh, it's, it's maybe like a patch cycle. Yeah, and then uh, it, it, as time goes on, it will remove interesting gameplay that we currently have. I think I'm at a point with CIG where I'm like, please just don't take away the toys yeah. that we have to add other toys. <laughs> like, you know, just, and I know maybe they have a master plan with it. Maybe for the first patch cycle, they're going to do SPK and then like the next patch like you know whatever it might be uh they're going to make it so you know uh now there's three different security posts that you can go to, and that'll kind of bring a lot of it back and make it more interesting but yeah uh, with, i mean it could be complicated being active it, it it was it'll still cause issues with a wanted player going there because mm -hmm. he's still going to be discouraged from going there uh and then he may not he may killed. just want to go to yeah he may just yeah. want to go to prison instead you know so the big um, thing i think ruins it is the god marker because people yeah. are gonna people are like you want me to go to korea and do like an hour's worth of a mission and someone just be able to see me through a wall like yeah you know uh i will add on to this that i like the idea just not now i like the hmm. idea after pyro is out because that oh, is interesting okay the, because yeah, I, I and I think that's what it's the, the mentality is because Stanton is supposed to be a pretty high security system. So if you commit a crime, your options are go to jail, commit the crime, get hunted by bounty hunters or flee to Pyro. 
So now you're, you have a consequence where you give a chance to escape and still live, uh, you know, outside of the, 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 the law. But now you have to live in Pyro, which is, you know, Mad Max hellscape. So, uh, like that's an interesting decision to make, but right now the option is either go to jail or get, get bounty hunted. And that's not fun. (laughs) Like, that's just, uh, you know, I made a mistake and now, now yeah, I mean, there's a lot more interesting stories to, I accidentally killed a security officer and now I fled to Pyro. Now I have to live my life as a, as a, as a Pyro, uh, life in Pyro. You know, there's, there's a story there that you could tell for your own character, your own, your own experience. You had that experience of, wow, did I really have to flee because I screwed up on a mission? That's interesting and fun, but I'm just running around the system being waiting, waiting for the inevitable to happen. Isn't that fun? I, I think it'll be, I, I agree with y'all. I think it's going to be very interesting. People will love to do it for about two weeks and then it's going to get incredibly boring and people I'll give will give it one like, week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll, I, th- I think it could go a month or two of, you know, people want to It'll be to really it. fun for people who like PVP, but yes. what about people who just like to mine or people who just are like, oh, I want to try a bunker mission for the first time. And then well, they yeah, those people are just going to, they're, like, they're just going to go to prison, you know, yeah. they're not going to waste their video time. video did I watch? I watched, um... I don't think it was Leafex. It was, someone did a Star Citizen video um, and they were like, I was going to do a video about uh, bunkers. And they were like, going into the bunker, they were doing the audio, the commentary, and they were like, oh, it's really cool because you have these AR markers so you can see the enemies now so that if a guy comes along with no AR marker, um, then you can, uh, you can, you know, you know it's a bad guy. And he has a sniper rifle with the sight on it in a side of bunker. Crazy guy. Absolutely mental. And he sees a guy walk past and he aims in. Shoots the guy in the head. It was a security guard without an AR marker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what? What? But but he didn't have a marker. Yep. And it was like, well. Yep. Also, if you finish the mission, those markers go away. So now you're, you're, you're in the, the, the uh, hostiles will still spawn in the bunkers. So you're just like, ah, back yeah. to square one. Yeah, Melkir said, relying on the game. <laughs> 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 All right. So that's good. Next question comes from Coffee Gaming. We're wrapping it up. We got about five questions left. I'm going to pause the redemptions for now. Um, these are some short ones too. Coffee Gaming asks, it's Halloween season. What's the spookiest ship in Star Citizen? The, well, the derelict reclaimers, especially. Uh-huh. Uh, I think reclaimer, probably. Yeah. I, I would say um, there's some unsettling, guy, uh, like, like um, uh, Geiger-esque, um, feelings from the inside of the defender because that that is yeah inside of a crab. especially when you start to take damage it starts to bleed internally yeah uh, which is pretty creepy <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe uh the msr has definite like among us vibes because the, yes. the pathways um i've actually gotten to claim a bounty by getting onto a guy's msr and then using those passages to get to the right room to kill the guy it was amazing um it's so pretty obsessed, rare, but like if you had a damaged MSR with the lights off, that'd be yeah. pretty creepy in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think Gal? the scariest ship in Star Citizen is any ship you're getting in that Anna's piloting. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. Under the Base. Bus. That is a Under good thing. Under the bus. <laughs> I.e., mostly the Herald, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the Herald's yeah, got its but... own little creepy vibes too. If you were standing on a Herald, in the darkness and the ship was off. Yeah. It's it's small, it's but it's creepy, creepy in a little different vibe. Way. The too. toilet's yeah. just in the open. And there's yeah. two beds in there. That is terrifying. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Next question comes from a trouble magnet who asks, will Paul fly his redeemer into, uh, or in project pitchfork? I might fly it yes. into project pitchfork, but I'm not flying <laughs> out of project pitchfork. Uh, uh, Operation pitchfork has an interesting proposition that came about eight years ago. Eight maybe. years ago. Yeah. Maybe longer than that. Uh, and I was in a Facebook group for operation pitchfork. Because that was the social media you used that long yeah. ago when it was created. What's Operation uh, Pitchfork? It's the idea that on day one, or as soon as as close to day one as as they can, there's a massive group of pilots that are going to try to undertake an initiative to push as far. I think and this is yeah. what it is to push as far uh, into Vanduul space as possible and try to try to just take over as much as they oh, can. Oh like hell one. yeah! So, we retake yeah. Vega, baby. Let's That's go. That's the idea. Yeah. Not day one. Whenever, yeah. When there's a plan, I can't remember what. Day. It's like beta. It be, at the end of beta was the was the was that's the plan. amazing. Oh, okay. Last day of beta. Got it. Yeah. It'd that's be cool amazing. if it was like release. <laughs> Just like that's on so release cool. day, we kill all the vandal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are so in. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, with the use of the uh, redeemer, <laughs> does that mean that we have a mission to stream snipe Astro Pub and uh, throw him into a Redeemer with redeemer. the <laughs> yes. Yes. incapacitate him and force him to fly a Redeemer? Force him to fly. <laughs> Get fly us. It flies the Redeemer again, or else it gets the hose again. You know. So. <laughs> uh, Harrison Jones asks, "Do you think we're going to have walkable and drivable cities?" In the way, uh, um, in the very, very, in the very far, far, far future, like small versions of cyberpunk or GTA cities. Oh, that's a good question. I so like, oh, let's say you that you went to you went to yeah. Area 18 and you could literally go down into the streets and drive around. I think we'll have some in limited capacities, and I think it'll be more common in more rural landing zones where they'll actually have roads that lead off into other towns. Oh, or you just reminded stuff. me of Levski because you could drive all over Levski. Yeah. 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 No, I miss so, it. I think more and like that. There's going to be other people driving NPCs. Yeah. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll have, we'll have areas where you can like go to the ground floor or to the, to the bottom uh, of area 18 for like missions and stuff like that. But I don't think we'll ever have, you'll ever be able to drive around. You might be able to like, you, have, you like, might be able uh, to, but. Clone Wars driving through Coruscant kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think you're gonna go like. Yeah, if you're going to like the to to what was it? Uh, uh, like the sub levels of Coruscant. I think you'll have some missions there, but you won't. You probably really... catch a cab or something kind of. Thing. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think we'll we'll see drivable cities in the way that people want. Um, not unless there's a reason for outside of that city, like a road that's connected to you know, some far off other landing zone or other town or like a, like a spaceport near and far, far away and that kind of thing. But what do y'all think? Do you think we're going to see drivable, like, you know, night city, mini night cities and star citizen? Uh, so probably not the major cities. Uh, I mean, they're redoing Lorville. So unless they do it now, I don't know if it'll happen, but I could see there being suburbs. Uh, sounds weird, but that's what they are. Uh, where like the Lorville, for instance, has these, uh, it's like eight garages that you can pull vehicles out of or six, eight, whatever. Um, and you could get a car or vehicle from one of those, uh, and take your little gray cat, Steve over to one of the, um, suburbs of Lorville that are out maybe, you know, five, 10 kilometers or something. Right. Um, and you know, that, that I could see happening, um, or larger settlements, 
again, I bring up Elite Dangerous, but whatever. Uh, there's large base settlements, and then there's medium ones, and then there's small ones. And so CIG could start creating templates for medium and small cities and plopping them around, you know, uh, like our corp has area 18, it has area 20, it has area 21, it has area 40, whatever. Um, so they can start doing things like that where there are smaller cities around that you can be on the ground in, you know. Have you guys seen road trains before? Yeah. So in Australia, basically in the outback, uh, there's truckers that will have, it's not just like a single or double, they'll have like four or five trailers on the back and just be like hauling it through the outback on a single desert road. Probably unlikely, but it'd be cool to like, I don't know, contest in like they need to, they'd bring in resources to like another city and it's just like long range kind of, I don't know, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, it's, it, it, it would have Something. to be supportive of gameplay. Like it, yeah. they couldn't, they couldn't just make it for the cool factor because that would, it's a lot of work for just cool. A factor. lot of development time for something that 99% of people won't. Yeah, use that's or true. Yeah. 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 But, uh, Cause but, I mean like cities drivable, what's the point? Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but if they, like what you, you're saying, Gal, like if you had like missions or part of the Qantas system where it's just cheaper to drive a, uh, a Steve with a couple of boxes from, you know, this point to another, to another, uh, increment another, weather that can't let you land like yeah. that kind of thing. Or just it's just like the the cost of fuel alone truck is, is so high. Just you know, take my <laughs> tank out for yeah. a daily commute. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, Harrison Jonesen asks, uh, how about vibro blades, thermo katanas, possible uh, melee in the future? I don't say lightsabers oh, because I don't want to be beaten in the chat. Um, spears. Uh, so spears. For those of you who don't know. Squadron 42 has extensive melee weapons. They've been talking about it in the monthly report. The Vanduul are very melee focused. Well, not just the Vanduul. Human factions in the game will also have multiple melee Uh, melee weapons. And they have ballistic shields in Squadron. Which, (laughs) so... Like I'm obviously these are things for like AI and like, you know, yeah, yeah. different dif- differentiating like, uh, you know, opponents. So you yeah. get in the corridor and there's a dude with a ballistic shield. You just got to figure out how to deal with that. But I don't there's no reason why that wouldn't eventually end up in Star, yeah. Star Citizen for people. To I was use using well, a ballistic shield assets. last night in the new Call of Duty at my dad's house. Just mealing people. There's a, yeah, I've been playing Marauders lately. There's a ballistic shield of Marauders. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonoda was just like walking towards the door and some guy was just unloading into him. Uh, and just no damage whatsoever because he had this full <laughs> size. It was great. Uh, my 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 uh, my favorite idea is is a ballistic shield and an axe because while while you're if I can I can close the distance between in a hallway for uh, you know before you have to reload I can get there with an axe and I don't have to reload my axe. So Viking. <laughs> You know, old school piracy Viking stuff where, you know. Yeah, I think the axe, uh, the axe reload mechanic is in your rotator cuff last time. Just, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah no, 20, I, I think. 20 I, shots before you reload for the next 10 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think melee weapons are, uh, I think it's a great idea. Um, but I think when we strengthen melee weapons as they are, because like you have a knife out, you swing it at somebody, like it takes like, you know, 10 hits to kill somebody. Yeah. Um, and anybody with a pistol is going to kill you in that time. But the yep. takedowns are insanely overpowered if oh, yeah. you can get oh, yeah. behind somebody and like do it. Cause it's just like, and they're, you just stick a knife in their chin and they're dead. Um, so you're going to, they're going to have to figure out how to, how to work with takedowns alongside melee weapons and how to create 
I don't know, that kind of gameplay to, to work a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, to logically. balance it, because realistically, like, uh, I mean, you get in a full suit of armor and run at a dude with an M4, and you dare. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, and I mean, like, in that same sense, I mean, like, the main limitation for it in medieval times with, like, crossbows and stuff was cost, and, and if it was made, like, you know, you have a sword, you have a crossbow. Uh, I mean, heck, crossbows were banned by the Pope because they were too barbaric. and mm -hmm. They're OP, please. Uh, yeah. Range weapons are OP. <laughs> That's just yeah. the way it is. Um, and lightsabers are only good because, you know... You can they stop ranged weapons with them. With yeah. magic. But I don't know. But not only that... Um, like, you know, there's some powerful Jedi who can stop lasers, but a lot of the time they can reflect it with the lightsaber. Yeah. But that's why a lot of Mandalorians and stuff would use something called slug throwers, which are ballistic weapons. And they would just melt the lead and throw hot lead at the Jedi. And that's how the way that they would defeat them. So yeah. uh, range weapons OP again. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Plastic Best shields car. are a way to mitigate that, but then yeah. you don't want to make that OP as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a there is a reason for melee weapons, and it's a, a different things like survival mechanics, uh, doubling as tools, yeah. uh, diversifying enemy AI. So you know, having people who are, are coming up at you with melee versus versus that. There's a, a lot way of ways to counter for melee it. takedowns would be cool. Yeah, the uh, like, like the, the, challenge. Challenge. the old cods. Yeah, yeah, I remember that gal. Yeah, the the challenge CIG always faces whenever they put something new into the game is how do we implement this without making it completely irrelevant or the only thing that anybody uses. Yeah. Um, that's the, yeah, that's the line they have to, the line they have to walk, you know, it's a great example is why fly, why fly a warden when you can fly a sentinel? There's no reason to fly a warden except role play and it looks cool, you know? Um, so, but yeah, things like that. I mean, yeah. Same thing with the Aquila that I fly. It's like, why, why fly the Aquila when you can have 48 missiles? Yeah, um, and an extra turret gun. Yeah, well, yeah, geez. That was the last question for today. Thank you so much for, for, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Zero. Make sure you are checking out Zero State if you haven't already, twitch.tv slash Zero State. And uh, Gallagher07, uh, twitch.tv slash Gallagher07. Make sure you check them out. And if you enjoyed this, if you're watching this after the fact on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and ask your own questions uh, on down below. Uh, and uh, what was it was going to say? Uh, also, join us live, twitch.tv slash theastropub on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, come join us live and ask your own questions as well. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.